Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 631 and session number 197 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again here today, and I am fired up because we are going to be diving into this big topic that uh, a lot of people struggle with, whether it's the business that they've already started or whether they're just starting from scratch. And that question is, what if my business idea or the business that I'm in is not my passion or my expertise? Well, I've got some thoughts on that and uh, I'm going to go ahead and address that here shortly. But before we do, let me just say, if you hear a little bit of clanking and clunking and grinding in the background. It's uh, it's my Bernadoodle, my new puppy, nine months old now, uh, Maisie, and she is uh, going to town on one of those one of those bones. So uh, I'm just going to let her go. Uh, at, at first, I was like, oh, I got to get her on the carpet so that way I don't make any noise. You know what, guys? I'm in my office right now, and she's here with me, and Brody's out on the couch, I believe. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she's going to hang here and chew on that bone while we do this episode together. Because like I said, it's like us just hanging out uh, together, having a cup of coffee, and if we were having a cup of coffee together right now and you were in my office, Maisie would be here chewing on a bone. So anyway, we're going to let her go. Hopefully, it's not distracting. Hopefully, you can't really hear it all that well. So let me just remind you, if you have any questions that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you have to do is just go to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and then just go ahead and leave a question Please leave your name if you're leaving a voicemail, maybe where you're tuning in from. That would be awesome. And uh, then I can I can call you out and give you a little shout out, give you a little high five, a little virtual high five. All right. So before we jump into the question, I've got some thoughts I want to share with you. I also have an announcement that I've been waiting to announce here. And that is as of right now, today, we have two pretty cool things that are happening. Number one. Our Ecom Business Formula training is now officially live to the public. So if you want more information about that, you can go to ecombusinessformula.com and uh, you can get all the details there. I'll also drop it in the show notes. And then the other thing that I've created for people that just want the overall roadmap, the blueprint on what it takes to build a successful business now and into the future. And that's something that I put together, which goes through the exact process inside of this manual, this book that we've created. We've taken those 10 steps and really broken it down so you can follow along and then you get the overall picture and the blueprint, but you can actually execute it and really validate your market, pick the right products, understand if there's enough growth there in that market for you to grow and expand your business when you get there. All of that stuff now, right today, the time that this is airing, I have it available for you to go check out. So if you're interested in grabbing that book, it is ecombizbook.com. Again, that's ecombizbook.com. It is the 10-step formula, the blueprint, if you will, on how to go out there and build a business, a future-proof business that has assets that will help support your current business or your new business, and it will drive sales through Amazon. We will definitely leverage Amazon. I've always said that, right? We want to still use that channel, but it's going to also diversify our revenue streams. It's also going to allow us to get attention in our market. And like I said, everything is broken down inside of this book. Now, There is going to be a small fee for that book, but very, very inexpensive. Uh, 
It's actually probably less than an expensive cup of coffee. Uh, but uh, go check it out if you're interested. Ecombizbook.com. We put a lot of work into it, and I hope that you enjoy it. If you're interested, go check it out. All right, so let's dive into my thoughts. All right, my thoughts right now are this. All right, and it's fresh because this just happened. All right, you need, I need, we all need to make a decision and move on. All right, we need to stop thinking to ourselves, everything's got to be perfect, or, oh, I don't know if I should try this one more time, or I don't know if it's going to work this time. It didn't work last time. You've probably had these thoughts. You've probably had these limiting beliefs, right? Or you might have had a decision that you had to make like, oh, I really want to keep, you know, partnered with this person, or I really want to go down this road with this person and work with this person or this VA, virtual assistant or whatever, but you're not feeling it's the right fit. Well, that's kind of where I'm at right now. All right. Now, some of you know that I've been following along and I've been mentioning it on Instagram and stuff. My wife and I recently purchased an investment property. It's also going to be a summer property for us. It's also going to be a place where I'm going to have small, intimate workshops. And it's also a place that I'm going to be having my inner circle meetings. It's a lake house. We're actually in the full remodel right now. It should be ready around April 1st, hopefully, fingers crossed. So we're going to have it as an Airbnb. It's going to be a rental, short-term rental. And it's going to be a place for me to be able to hang out with the family and all that stuff, right? So it's going to be great. But whenever you go through a remodel, okay, now if you've ever been into that business or if you've ever experienced a remodel, you know it can be kind of crazy, okay, with the builder and with, you know, the designer and with contractors and all of that stuff, right? Well, right from day one, we've had a little bit of an issue with the designer, Okay. And a designer, a lot of times they want, they're, they're a creator, right? It's like an artist in a sense. Like they don't want to be told how to do things and they don't want you to really steer their vision. And I get that, but in the same breath, you have to also really listen to the customer, right? I'm a customer. My wife's a customer and we've got pretty good taste, I think. And we know the look that we want for the house and it's, you know, going to be a luxury Airbnb, which is also going to niche us down in the Airbnb space on the lake. That's for another story. But in the beginning, we started feeling some resistance. We, we started not really feeling good about the working relationship. But after talking to a few people and being somewhat convinced, like, just go with the process, like, just go down that road and just see what happens. But even though my gut was telling me, I don't know if this is going to work because we already had a few hiccups, but I said, you know what? Let's just trust the process. Let's just trust the process and let's go down that road. Well, we're about three to maybe four weeks into the project right now. And we've given very, very little resistance on any of the decisions. We're like, oh, that, yep. Okay. Cabinets. Yep. Okay. Flooring. Yep. Paint. Yep. Like everything's yep, yep, yep. Like no resistance. Like we're pretty easy to get along with. But now we're starting to get into picking out like vanities and we're starting to get to pick out, you know, some items that are going to be fixed. You know, you're not going to be able to just pull it out and remove it. Um, Then we started running into a little bit of problems with like a certain table that we want. Right. And so then my wife ended up getting a text that wasn't that friendly saying like, listen, more or less, I just need you to back off. I need you to let me do this thing. And I didn't like that. And my wife didn't like that. All right. So number one. If you are working with people, which we all are, we're we're serving products, customer service is number one, 
and making sure that that customer journey is phenomenal. So in your business right now, make sure that that is smooth. Make sure that you are taking care of your customers and you're listening to your customers, okay? Now, you're going to get a few that are going to be here and there, you know, ah, they're hard to please. I get it. This isn't the case. We're pretty easy to please. It was just they wanted it their way and just a little, you know, just a little rough around the edges in a sense. So anyway, my my point here is, and this is what we've decided, we've decided to just move on. And you know what? That's going to require more work on our end, on my wife's end, right? Because the designer generally takes care of a lot of the decision-making, a lot of, we need this in a week, we need to make that decision. So that's all going to fall on my wife's lap at this time, which she's okay with. She enjoys, uh, you know, uh, you know, the show fixer upper and you know, all of that stuff. So she's into that stuff. And that, that's why, you know, she wants a little say in what we're putting in there. Uh, but with that being said, we had to just make a decision. And actually last night we're sitting there together and I said, listen, let's make the decision tonight and then just own up to it tomorrow. Like just then message the designer, say, listen, we're done, move on and go. And that's exactly what we did. My wife sent a text this morning detailing everything out, and she said, wow, I feel like a sense of relief. But now, guess what? Reality kicks in, got some stuff to do. Got a lot of things that you're going to have to be made, but the thing is, is don't get overwhelmed with what has to get made all the way down the line. So I said to my wife, get a list from the, from the contractor. What are the things you need to make the decisions on today or in the next week? That's all you work on. You don't work on the things that have to be done six weeks from now. And it makes a lot of sense. So my thoughts are for you is sometimes you just got to make a decision and move on, right? And if your decision is, listen, I don't feel like this business model or this business, this market, whatever is the right one, you need to pivot a little bit. Uh, we just actually were on one of our TAS Breakthrough uh, Hangouts, one of our one of our monthly calls. We do two of those. And uh, there was a guy in there and one of our students, and he said, I started with product A. It's doing okay. And I did another product over here on the right, product B, that one's really taking off and there's more of an opportunity to build out the brand. There's like 20 or 30 products I could think of off the top of my head, but product one, A, is going to be harder and it's not really going to go with the other one. So what do I do? I said, well, if the if product A kind of goes with B, but it doesn't fully support it, that's fine. Just leave it in your brand, but then start really pivoting over to product B and all of the other things that you can do there. And that was my advice. And the same thing goes here, right? If you are at that point in your business where you're like, I did, you know, I did product research. I, I did the whole, you know, uh, figure out what products are selling and then find a product and bring it to market. And you did that and you went through the process. You know, you didn't lose anything by doing that. Yes, you might have lost a little bit of, of your investment as far as inventory, which I think you can still liquidate. But let's just say you did. You say you, you know, I'm doing air quotes. You lost a little time. No, you didn't. You learned through that process. All right, you learned through that process. And now what you're gonna do is you're just gonna pivot and take all of those lessons about finding your sourcer, uh, you know, how to do your pre-launch, how to do your launch, you know, and then maybe you're gonna follow along with e-com business formula and you're going to follow through that and really start building out your external assets and start building out your product lines so everything else becomes easier. Because once you have that focus, it's going to be just a game changer. It actually relieves a lot of stress from you, but then it's just one chunk at a time, one chunk at a time. Okay. Don't think about how you're going to put the shingles on the roof. If you haven't built the foundation yet, right? 
Or if you just put the walls up, you don't really need to put the roof on yet, right? That'll come. And when it does, that's when you figure that part out. And the same thing that we're doing right now personally with this lake house remodel. All right. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's really fresh this morning. This is exactly what happened. And I wanted to share that with you. All right. So let's move on. All right. So again, just move on from that. Let's, let's move on here, but you, you move on in your decision-making right now, make the decision, take action and move on. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go over this question. Actually, this question came in, uh, inside of, uh, ecom business formula in my beta class and, uh, which right now is going public, but, uh, one of our students had a question in there and I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to answer it because I think it's really, really relevant to, uh, to what we're talking about here. Okay. So sometimes we get stuck, right? We get stuck in the decision-making of, Oh, I don't know if this is the right market. Oh, I don't know if this product's the right one. And then you just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you never do anything. So here's what one of my students said. Uh, he said, Hey, I've identified two markets that I'm continuing to vet out through the exercises in the training. Both meet the criteria for, for potential success, but they aren't true passions of mine. Got them from things friends and family are into, which can definitely work. Do I run with them knowing that I'll still learn the process and still set up a successful business and can later add products or keep searching and build a brand in something closer to my heart? I think about what Scott asked. Actually, let me time out here. I asked this question in the training, and this was the question. What could you wake up and talk about all day without getting tired of it? And so then he's reflecting on that. And then he comes back and he says, ideally, that's what I want, but I'm pressuring myself to make a decision and just take action. I have a history of dabbling, and I just want to commit to the process and get launched, thinking I can fine-tune later. Thoughts? Well, I love it because yes, when you're first, like your, your, your opportunity is there, right? You see the opportunity as far as like, okay, I want to launch an e-commerce business or I want to take my current business and pivot, whatever it is. Right. And then you get in this, if I have the opportunity right now to pick something, now would be the time to really do whatever you want to do. But then it might become like too long of a process for you to be like, I don't really, I don't really know what that thing is. I don't really know what I'm good at. I don't really know a passion that I have that I, that I would want to, to continue, you know, doing this process through. And you just keep going back and forth, back and forth. And before you know it, six months has gone by. Okay. So I think in this situation, okay, what I would do is I would go for it and I would learn the process and then I would fall in love with the process. I'm going to tell you a quick story. My wife and I, as you guys know, owned a photography business uh, quite a few years ago, okay? When I was coming out of the construction business, okay, when my wife and I decided to leave or have me leave my, my, uh, my good paying job back then in the day, I was working my butt off, but I was making a decent wage, right, supporting our family. So then as we were getting frustrated or I was getting frustrated and then telling my wife that I wanted to do something else but didn't know what it was, she came up with the idea of possibly going into photography and creating our own portrait studio and all that stuff. And to me, that wasn't my passion. I didn't like, I, I think I took, uh, yeah, I did. I took uh, uh, a photography class back in eighth grade, you know, did some developing in the black or in the dark room, but it wasn't my passion. I took it because I needed to because I had to have a credit, Right. 
but it was okay. And that was it. I let it go. I didn't really care to take pictures. I wasn't like, you know, just obsessing about pictures. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she's always been creative. She's always had a creative eye. She's always, you know, again, going back to the lake house, she has an idea of what she wants for this style house, right? And, and some of the things in it and and the design elements, she enjoys that. So I seen that she was excited about it. She came to me with the idea and I said, sure, let's do it. And I was doing it at the time just because I wanted to get into business myself without working for someone. So this was my way to to do that, right? To be self-employed. It wasn't my passion, right? And then as we started to build that business, I started to understand that maybe my passion was the marketing side of things and the photo editing side of things. And that kind of that kind of lended itself to, you know, my background is, you know, I've been a guitar player, which I love. And then I started recording, you know, through software on the computer and like a home recording studio. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, Photoshop is editing. And then I got into a little bit of video editing. And then I started to see that I had a passion in that stuff. And that's where my digital products online started to come from, because then I was creating templates for our business and Photoshop and all that stuff. And so that led me to really falling in love with the editing side of things, right? Not necessarily taking the pictures or, you know, uh, you know, how to go out there and, uh, and do, you know, better composition and, you know, for, for photography or any of that stuff, right? I, that wasn't my thing. I could learn it, but it wasn't my thing, right? But what my thing was is I loved photo editing. I loved video editing. I loved recording, you know, in the computer on, on my, you know, on my Mac with a garage band and having fun with that. And then I enjoyed marketing. So see how I started to learn by building this business what I had of new interests that I didn't have before that, right? I didn't have that stuff before, but I did once I said, let's just go with it because it's going to, it's going to you know, point me in the right direction and I'm going to learn that process. And at the time, I didn't realize all that, but I realize it now. So that's why I'm telling you, sometimes you have to just go do it, right? Like you have to do it and learn the process and fall in love with the process. That's the one thing that I would say for me personally, I love building businesses. I love helping other people build businesses. I love to see when we put something in action, how does it work? How does the result work when we, when we put something different in front of the audience, when we're going to try to find our audience and attract them with something that's going to be useful to them? What, what works? What doesn't work? Uh, I like to dig into the market. I like to figure out like, how could we take them down a different path that they might not have thought that they wanted to go down, but as you take them down it, they really need this stuff and they're going to thank you for it later. Like it's, you're the guide in a sense. So all of that stuff, and I'm kind of rambling here, but that's, that's the excitement for me. And I didn't realize that until after I started the business with my wife, probably around two or three years after. All right. So my point is sometimes if you see that you don't have the passion or the direction of the market, as far as who you're going to go after, someone else does, right? And if you are friends with that person or if you are, uh, you know, maybe just a family member or whatever, and you can piggyback off of their expertise, their passion, and use that to drive a business or start a business, then I say go for it. Why not, right? And then this way here, you can go through that process. And that was my, that was my advice, you know, to this student. And that's what we're going to do, right? Because like he had said, I've been dabbling for years, wants to stop dabbling. So we got to stop dabbling. We got to start, we got to commit, and we got to just show up and continue to move this project forward. 
Because that's really what I look, I, I look at business like a project, right? You're like putting together the pieces and you can't put something in before you've done something in the beginning and so on, right? You got to move that along as it progresses, right? Like right now, if you don't even have your market selected, I'm not going to teach you on how to get attention in a market and then build an email list and then start uh, cultivating that that list with the messaging and, and, and how to get people to know, like, and trust you because you don't even know what the market is yet. So we got to get through that process first. So don't worry about all of the stuff that's, con- that's going to happen in the future. Worry about now. Like where do you have to, or what do you have to focus on right now? Of course, yeah, you want a target to shoot for and all that stuff. But right now, if you don't have your own business idea or your own passion or expertise, find someone that does. And then see if that's someone that you can work with, even if it's just someone that you meet with once a week to help you or help you understand the market uh, and then learn from that. Or maybe they're going to be the face of the brand. You know, maybe something like that. I use the example of uh, my, uh, my, I've got a uh, person that comes in and takes care of our pool. Well, that person knows a lot about pools. I bet I could say to her, hey, listen, I'm going to be doing this pool thing. I would love for you to give me some information about what products they need, you know, the different part times of the year, all of that stuff. Would you mind like sitting down with me once a week or would you want to write on my blog? And maybe you partner up with that person or maybe you use that person just as, hey, I'll, I'll pay you a couple hundred bucks a month to, to do this for me. I mean, it's limited, limitless can't even talk. I'm so excited. You're, it's limitless on what you can do. You can do as much as you want. To me, there's so much opportunity. Just got to go out there and get it. All right. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. If you have any questions, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Go ahead and do that over there. And then the other thing is a little reminder here. If you want to go grab the Ecom business formula, the 10 step formula, that I've put together for you in a nice guide, a nice manual, and actually step-by-step, just go to ecombizbook.com and grab it. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode.